1: I am Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. Today, we're going to be talking about how to move from startup to growing your business a little bit further. And to help me talk about this topic today, I'm excited to introduce you to Sherelle Scott. Sherelle is a graphic designer and the founder and owner of Sade's Designs. She created an extension uh, for a nonprofit and an um, and is on a mission to help women entrepreneurs who are still in the startup stages to grow their business. She also helps women decide if entrepreneurship is for them and provides career services. She uh, does invitations, stationery, marketing materials, and website revamps with her design work. Uh, But for mostly today, we're going to be talking about the Elegant Foundation and how she helps women uh, get from that startup stage to the next step in their business and what that really takes. So, Sherelle, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. All right. So, you know, I like to just dive right on in. So tell me a little bit about how you, you know, tell me a little bit about your journey. One of the things I really like talking with entrepreneurs about is, you know, how did you get started? Because we all start from somewhere and a lot of us, you know, we just see that really successful person on on the Internet and we don't see all of the the trials and tribulations and the steps that it took to get there. So tell me a little bit about your journey getting started.
0: Um, Well, so my journey started is, um, I always knew I was good at art, um, but it was hard for me to figure out exactly what I wanted to do um, um, as a career. Um, So during my um, discovery period, I did a lot of job hopping, not knowing what I really wanted to do. And then I found the world of graphic design, which I truly, truly enjoy. And I Found that around twenty, around twenty sixteen, and I started going to school for graphic design in twenty eighteen at Full Sail University. And as I went through uh, doing graphic designs, creating logos, doing uh, helping people rebrand their websites, um, I. Came really acquainted with Facebook groups where they help uh, women entrepreneurships. And uh, a lot of times I see uh, when it comes to graphic design, it's a lot of like misinformation. And it's a lot of times it's oversaturated with uh, individuals who really don't do graphic design. They kind of just have a template and then they try to make a profit off of that. Um, And then I also see a lot of misinformation, you know, misinformation given about, you know, running a business altogether. And that's where Sade's uh, Elegant Foundation came into play is because a lot of times a lot of people, a lot of women want to open businesses, but they do not have the resources to do that. Um, So what I started to do is is come up with some type of solution. What can I do to help uh, these women? why can't I decide that I can use my skills as a graphic designer uh, to be able to help them make a logo for their business, be able to help them make business cards for their business and help them to make flyers and help them to revamp their websites if they already have one, um, which can be a really high cost when you're hiring a graphic designer because some graphic designers can go up to thousands and thousands of dollars to hire one. And also knowing that everyone doesn't want to be an entrepreneur or find out that's, that's just not for them. Um, I definitely like to encourage women to explore different career options by giving them a career assessment of what they like to do, um, and some, and stuff that kind of lead them into a career that they would enjoy and be in it for the long run, but while being able to make a, be able to be financially independent and, during the time that I started uh, Sade's Elegant Foundation, um, I actually got into a partnership with uh, FLP, with is First Ladies of Poverty, um, which has been awesome because it's kind of like two uh, companies with the same goal uh, trying to get the same end result joining forces.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I actually interviewed the, the founder of uh, First Ladies of Poverty in a previous episode. So do make sure to go and check that out with Shatoya Jones. Um, and, you know, one of the things I want to talk about uh, is something that you mentioned, right, that you were part of a lot of Facebook groups and that's where quite a lot of entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs, kind of get started. We're like, well, I've got to find a community. It's free to join a Facebook group. Let's see what people have to say. And then there's a lot of misinformation, especially about like how to run your business and misinformation around like all the different things that you need. So what is, you know, one of the top things that you saw that you kind of help women uh, figure out in terms of entrepreneurship? That uh, there's a lot of misinformation around. What's one of those topics that you know you see this all the time? People ask this question all the time, uh, but then the things they get are are just completely off.
0: Um, Something that I've seen that's reoccurring is um, business coaches. Um, Now there are some really great um, individuals that are uh, great. motivators motivational speakers and things like that um and i don't see anything wrong with the coaching field but when you start to dive into um someone that is supposed to be kind of like the jack of all trades which is kind of you know you know impossible i really don't believe every one solely person can help you within your business i feel like okay I'm not going to claim that I know everything. I'm well versed in graphic design. So if you need a tax expert, we're going to find we're going to outsource that and be able to find a tax expert for you to talk to to get the right information because one thing you don't want is to have misinformation about filing your taxes, which is another, you know, another key thing that is a lot of misinformation on there as well, um giving out tax advice when they're not certified to even do so and it's kind of like that can lead to a lot of financial and legal problems down the road for their business. And ultimately they're going to be out more money as opposed if they would have just had the, be able to get to that resource to a, a tax expert or any other type of expert that they need to get in contact with.
1: Absolutely. One of the things, you know, what you've just said is about, you know, finding. There's not one person. There's not a jack of all trades. You don't want to hire a jack of all trades for any part of your business, right? When people come to me for strategy or for copywriting, and then they're like, "So you're going to put all of this together, right? You're going to make the website, you're going to make it look good." And I'm like, "No, no, you don't want me to do the graphic design. You want a graphic designer to do the graphic design because that's not my uh, area of expertise, right?" And it's really important uh, when you're a beginning entrepreneur to figure out that you have to find hire the right person for the right job and it's really important to outsource what you don't know so that you don't have some big mistakes that can cost you a lot in the future absolutely so tell me a little bit about you know you're a graphic designer you understand all the great wonderful things about the importance of design the importance of having a great logo can you tell us a little bit about what is, you know, one or two things that everyone should look for in a graphic designer or think about when creating the design of their company to move forward?
0: I'm so glad you asked me this Um, because it's like a huge thing in a lot of the groups. Um, Something you should look for is look at their portfolio. It's very key. Look at their portfolio because their portfolio, you need to see how extensive it is. Um, A lot of times the portfolios will have the dates of when they put their um, projects up. And um, you want to make sure, okay, is this person's portfolio in the same direction that I'm trying to go into? Um, because every graphic designer can't do everything. Um, me personally, I don't do animation, any type of animation, logos, or anything like that. Um, so you you will want to find a graphic designer that specializes in that. Um, and then another thing is, is it is there are there logos? professional um, I do see a lot of um, quote-unquote graphic designers who have logos that are very unprofessional They'll the text is wrong um, the font is you know it's all over the place it, the you know it's not the right a lot of times they'll have the wrong um, file they won't even don't even give them a vector file which is let you what lets you um, resize that logo and be able to put them on different platforms, and a lot of times a lot of people don 't really think about that because okay, so if I made um say I made your logo a text logo, and I did it in all cursive, but when I condense it down it 's not legible, so being able to um, find the right somebody that has professional work and then has a really good portfolio um, is very, very key
1: absolutely, and one of the things you know you said is with the portfolio is make sure it's a match for what you're looking for, right? Not only do not all people do all things in the world of graphic design, but, you know, is the style of the graphic designer the style of what you're imagining? Because if it's something completely different, you know, is that something you want to work through or do you you want to find that right match? Absolutely. And what I liked uh, as well, you know, is finding... A graphic designer, just like any person that you're going to hire to kind of represent your business, is incredibly important because, you know, I've seen the discussions before, right? People will say, oh, you know, if you want a logo, go to this website. It's really cheap. And I'm like, this is the representation of your business for (laughs) years and years to come. (laughs) Do you want to pay someone a dollar to do it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then you also have to take into account that, um a lot of times they're using templates and when you're using templates, it can be a lot of legality in that to where you can't even use that logo on different platforms. Um, so you also have to think of that. So you're going to end up coming out of pocket even more because you're going to have to hire somebody else to redo your logo because you can't use it past, you know, a certain platform. And then also being able to, um, it's, it's, you know, it's it's really important because I I see a lot of people say, um, oh well I can just as soon as I make money I can just, you know, redo the logo. It it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you can't just redo your logo. You know, it's it's all about with logos. It's all about consistency. You don't see Target changing their logo every year. It's the same bullseye. It's the it's the same thing, and it's been that that for years because. Um, It's a lot. It's about repetition. People know a target time without even seeing target because that logo has been embedded in people's minds by seeing by repetition, by seeing over and over and over. Okay, I identify target with that bullseye or identify McDonald's with the uh, yellow arches. So it's very is I don't think a lot of people think about that is, you know, the longevity of your logo. And now it's okay to you know, kind of change a little bit here and there, but it's, it doesn't need to be like a drastic change. And then the whole branding thing is like a whole nother uh, thing is like, you can't just wake up and say, okay, I'm just gonna change my logo. It's, it's part of branding as well.
1: Absolutely. And that's kind of what, gets you a reputation, right? It's not only about, um, you know, what does it look like, but it's kind of creating that connection in people's minds of, oh, this image is related to this service, this person, this this thing that I'm going to get. And mm-hmm. that's why consistency is so important throughout your marketing, right? Uh, that's one of the one. One of the things I talk about a lot as well is, you know, if you get a template for your copywriting and you change nothing and you just fill in the blanks, it doesn't sound like you. It's not you. It's not your business. It's not your values. It's not your mission. It's nothing about what you and your company are actually going to do for somebody and it creates a disconnect. So if somebody meets you in person, but then the stuff they're getting from you is very different or it, it differs between messages... Then you know that kind of destroys that no luck and no like and trust factor. And it's the same thing with you know any kind of graphic design and your branding as well. Because if somebody sees that, they want to say, "Oh yeah, okay, th- I'm in the right place. I'm on the same site. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be." And if you completely change it, then you kind of have to reeducate everybody. I've got something new. It's still me, right? Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And I see a lot of um, what they call branding kits with like generic logos in them as well <laughs> bad I, that, i'm sorry that's to me that's that's just a bad idea all around because you're going to have so many people with the pretty much the same layout and it's it doesn't set your business apart from another business it's it's better just to go professionally um you don't have to find someone that's going to i'd rather someone do a text logo than you know find someone that's going to you know put all these different elements um onto one logo and just pay like a cheap price, $20 or $30, or sometimes it'd be $50, and they use a template as well. Um, but it's about it's all about professionalism and finding the right person to do it. Um, I know a lot of people just, you know, don't either they don't have the money or they don't want to pay the money. Uh <laughs> so um being able to kind of stay away from the kits and templates and all that is, you know. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's very, because to that, that's a misinformation as well, because a lot of people don't know the elements of graphic design. A lot of people don't know the copyright portion of our trademarks and things like that, and how it can get somebody in trouble. You you know, it's the same as if you post a picture and it's a copyrighted picture. Somebody can, or it's trademarked, somebody can legally come after you and, you can be fined for having that picture. They're going, to, of course, they're going to tell you to take it down, but you're going to be fine for that.
1: Absolutely, and you know it's one of those things. It's a uh, well, I, I was trying to save money. Well, yeah, you're saving money now, but in three months, it's going to cost you hundreds or thousands of dollars, and that's one of the things that to really keep in mind for entrepreneurs, especially when you're operating online. It's one of those things where a lot of people kind of overlook. Um, the fact that you can't just do a search on Google and then grab an image and use it. You know, there's, uh, different rules for all of those types of things and it can really cost you in your business. So you kind of want to be deliberate and you want to really think about what kind of image am I putting out there and what kind of, you know, what are the rules and how am I going to operate in my business? And you start that from day one, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You always want to set the tone for your business um, from your policies and procedures to your, your down to your logo. You always want to set the tone at the start of your business. You never want to go mid, um, through your business and try to start changing stuff. Um, ultimately you ha- you want people to take you seriously. Uh, you wanted them to take your business seriously. But if you're constantly, if they constantly come to your website and see you keep making changes every week and it's not the same thing, it's not the same flow or it's nothing into connection of what your business is, it's kind of like, what you know, what is this person doing? Is I mean, is this a legit business or is this something that is just coming and going? So it's definitely important to um, set that at the beginning.
1: Yeah. And I really think that kind of extends to pretty much every part of running a business is consistency is key, right? You want to know what you're talking about, really hone in on who am I helping? uh, What am I doing? How am I going to offer that uh, product or service? And then showing up consistently. That means regularly showing up if it's on social media, if it's in an email list, if it's in person, being who you are and owning that.
0: Absolutely. And that's why I like to um, challenge the individuals that are in my mentorship. Um, While I do like helping individuals, but I also like challenging them. um, I'm not going to be here to hold your hand and find all these resources for you every time. You know, I want you to be able to go out, find those resources and being able to do that independently. You want to be able to independently um, run your business because a lot of times I'll You'll see people ask for, you know, keep asking questions, keep asking questions or right, especially, you know, on different parts of the like, oh, well, where can I find this? OK, go, you know, you can go online. You can find this. You can find, you know, where do you find a business template? You can go to the SBA website and kind of go from there because they have a lot of great resources on there. And it's, it's about being independent, not being dependent or um, I mean call it what it is lazy and don't want to do the work that comes that goes with owning a business. It's not just about oh let me just open this shop and uh, or let me start this online hair business and I'll just let it drop ship. Okay, but you still need to market that business. You still need to get the word that this business is even in existence out there. It's still work behind it. It's not going to, nothing is going to fall in, in, in your lap. You have to put in the work for your business to succeed.
1: Yeah, there's such a a perception online, right? With all these super successful online entrepreneurs who it's all, you know, I make tons of money in my sleep. Mm -hmm. I show up for an hour (laughs) a day. And it's like, you know, there is no such thing as an overnight success, right? The overnight successes take 10 years. It's just you don't hear about them until suddenly they're a success. But, you know, it's 10 years or it's five years or it's a lot of really hard work behind the scenes. And, you know, entrepreneurs, they are building a business, you know. a lot of times I think you can kind of create a, um, a gap for people or they can kind of say, oh, well, I'm not a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur uh, because then they don't think they have to do all the other stuff like taxes and invoicing and yes. you know, tracking your time <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, look, you are a business. You got to have that website. You got to have the right uh, logos and the right direction and the right ideas and know who you're talking to and know what you're talking about and know how to say it. Uh, because, you know, if you tell people, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, Well, what does that mean? You have to be able to say, I help people do this and everything that you have that's part of your business needs to say that same message.
0: Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, you know, I see things where people will put like, oh, you only have to sell this amount of uh, product for this amount. And you could make one hundred thousand dollars. Okay, that's a hundred thousand dollars gross, but when you <laughs> pay those taxes and everything you have to pay, it's not going to be a hundred thousand. It's kind of like you have to be realistic. Um, You know, it's not all. A, once you 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 can't be worried about numbers so much to the point where you're pretty much obsessing over it to where you start neglecting other parts of your business and it start like customer service. That's a very key part of your business that is going to keep customers coming back. If you have poor customer service and you can have the best <laughs> you know probably some good product, but if you have poor customer service or poor resolution skills and any type of any time a conflict arises, the customers are probably are not going to come back to you or shop with you or do your um use your services anymore. So like you said it's you know you have, it's, it's, it's nothing quick. No, you're not going to wake up and say, Oh, I'm a millionaire now because you know, like I made money in my sleep and I see all these courses, um, saying, uh, you know, trying to teach you how to make planners and you can make $10,000 a month. And it doesn't work like that. You know, that information on how to, you know, no shades and, you know, no, nothing against people who make course and stuff. I, I do really do think that there are some really good courses, but there are some courses that do blow you a lot of smoke. A lot of that information on some of these courses, you can look up yourself for free instead of paying $200 to take that course and pretty much get generic information that you could have found out on your own.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, what you're talking about with, you know, don't obsess about the numbers, but the customer service is so important. And, you know, there's surveys, there's all the data you want to back it up where people will pay more for good customer service. And it's such a, you know, that's what keeps people coming back, right? It takes so much work and so much effort and so much time and resources to get somebody to buy your first product. So it's so much easier if you can keep them in your community, keep them engaged and continue to help them than it is to go out and get another new person. So, And and what that comes down to, of course, is customer service. If, it, if you make it great to work with you, then people will want to work with you. If you make it difficult, if you make it hard, if you make it miserable, then no one's going to come back. And people aren't going to refer others to you either.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's very important. You have to be – because I see – You know, a lot of people have different policies. I understand policies and procedures and things like that, but sometimes the policy are policies are just kind of like, you know, kind of a little outlandish um, to where to the point where why would I even want to shop with you? If I see a clothing lot, a clothing boutique website, and I see this a lot, and it says, "Oh, um, after it leaves here." You know, pretty much it's not my problem. <laughs> and you're not going to be refunded. I don't know what to tell you. And you got to call yourself and figure out where your package is. I'm not going to want to shop with you. Because at this point, that means it's it's kind of like, okay, so has this happened in the past? Or, you know, a lot, of, a lot more people are going to be hesitant. Now, I know a lot of people want to, you know, protect their business and protect their money. But there are ways of doing that would be, without being so harsh with your policies and procedures um, to where you can cover all your tracks and be able to protect your business and your financials as well, um, while still being able to provide the utmost um, customer service.
1: Absolutely. So I want to say thank you so much, Sherelle, for joining me and for talking with me about all the different things that you really need to to have in mind when creating your design, when creating your business and how to move forward. So we're almost out of time, but if there's one takeaway, one action item, what should people go do right now to kind of make sure that they're growing their business in the right way?
0: One thing they should go do is grab them a piece of paper sit down, and they really need to figure out what direction they're going with their business. Um, you can't be all over the place. You have to have a some type of direction, While and that's why it's good to have a business plan. So even if you don't have a business plan, go sit down, get a piece of paper, and write down your vision, your mission statement. What You need to know what direction your business is going
1: in. Absolutely. It's really important. If you want to grow, it's hard to grow towards a goal that you haven't set yet. So, you know, have that in mind because it it really makes it a lot easier to do what is the next step when you know what the ultimate goal is. So if people want to learn more about you and the foundation and and the services that you offer, where can they go and and get in touch with you?
0: Well, they can go to design. S A dot com, And there is a link on there for the foundation as well under mentorship.
1: All right. So if you are wanting to learn more about Shade's designs, if you're looking for design, graphic design help, or if you're wanting to learn more about the foundation and uh, getting the you know, getting out of the startup stage and how you can do that, definitely go and check out that website. And again, it will be uh, in the show notes. Uh, So Sherelle, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom with me and the audience today.
0: Thank you for having me on. It was really great talking with you.
1: Fantastic. Keep innovating and until next time. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.